all conversations and information exchanged during What If Nothing's Wrong podcast with Heidi Haddad, LCSW, are intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please do not confuse this with treatment, therapy, or psychotherapeutic advice or guidance. The information on these podcasts is supplemental and not meant to interfere with the therapeutic work between you and your professional therapist, counselor, or psychiatrist. Please understand that Heidi Haddad does not maintain the role of your psychotherapist, but rather offers an educated, professional perspective from that of a licensed clinical social worker. When your anxiety is crippling and you're stuck inside your head, find your joy, find your joy. When your man won't touch you, but you want to have a baby, find your joy, find your joy. When you're walking down the street and you get punched in the face, find your joy, find your joy. When you want to fire a bazooka at your neighbor's barking dog, find your joy, find your joy. Find your joy, find your joy. Good morning, good morning, good. it's morning with Good morning, good morning, good morning, while we slept the whole night through. If you've never good seen, morning, good morning to you. Oh, I think I was a little flat there. If you've never seen Singing in the Rain, watch it. It's a good one. I just watched it with my son last weekend. You did? Yeah, it was good. Oh my goodness. And then I ended up doing a deep dive into Debbie Reynolds Mr. Gene. Oh, Mr. Gene Kelly. I'm a little into Debbie also. Wow. Uh, you know, one thing that the, first of all, welcome to What If Nothing's Wrong. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Hello. <laughs> Hello. That's Heidi. That's Nelsie. <laughs> Hi, guys and gals and everyone in between. How you doing? We are. And everyone on the far left and everybody left on the far right. right and everybody. And everybody up and down and all the different dimensions that, that we can. Let's cover them all. Let's be, let's go into the fourth dimension. Those of you who have passed on that are listening. <laughs> Please, please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> Before you pass. <laughs> no, afterwards. I mean, who knows? Who knows what they're capable of? Uh, what I've noticed recently is the big multiplexes are now like playing. Oh, go April 18th to the 19th. We're playing um, Singing in the Rain. They're taking these classic movies and they're playing them on the big screen. So that, mm, that's fun. That's kind of kind of totally fun. So Nelsie's getting out. It's really exciting. <laughs> oh my God. Um, am I wrong? No, I oh. am getting out. I've been to I've been to three movies recently. No, two movies. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're getting out for movies. Went out and saw the movies, went out to dinner, went to a soccer game. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Went to a soccer game. Like my husband is coaching soccer. And when I say coaching, I'm using air quotes because he's got this team that he has. It's not a particularly skilled team. And uh, yeah, drove a solid 45 minutes to watch kids just sort of bump bump into each other and scrum around a ball. And How old are they? They're 12. They're 12. The other team was, they lost... Doug's team lost uh, seven to one because after a team is six goals ahead, they're not allowed to score anymore. So for the last 10 minutes, it was just a game of keep away. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, find your joy. I found my joy because uh, I got out of the house and um, I like being on a soccer field, crazy as it is. I like being out in the sunshine and yeah. And my, uh, so how are you, Heidi? How are you? How's the vid? 
<coughs> she said, coughing on cue. Nice. Well done. <laughs> it's still here. It's still here. It's still running. I think it's still running. It's, it is. It's still running through me. I'm not enjoying it. Mm. It's not. Mm. It's not. It's a shocker. Not enjoying the vid, yeah. huh? Yeah. I, for a moment there, I thought if I'd gotten a tenth uh, vaccine, would I not have what I have now? And then I thought to myself, I'll never You'll know. You'll never know. You'll never know. And then I shared it here. Yeah. I shared that whirlwind of thought mm. right here. Just, just, yeah. No, you'll never know. And and you can't go back. Can't go back in time. I cannot go back. No. Despite what Cher says. <laughs> well, you are to turn back down. Uh, if I could find no way. way. <laughs> oh, Cher. God love. Oh, the funny shit. thing is, is that when I sit, hear that song, I I don't think of Cher. I think of Jack, aka Sean Hayes from Will and Grace, singing that song, doing Cher. That's funny. Whenever I hear of that song or think of that song, I think of us in this podcast. Yeah. Hmm. Well, no. When you and I are singing it, I think of Sean Hayes. That's what I'm saying. When you and I are singing it, I don't think of Cher. Right. I think of Sean Hayes. Yeah. Because right. let's face it, we right. do probably do the definitive version. <laughs> Is that what that's called? Okay. Sold. Sold. So Sold. I, I'm going to talk a little bit about, I'm not, I'm not fine. Uh, I should be talking about finding my joy, but I'm going to talk a little bit about a little frustration I had today. Would you like to hear it? Sure. Because I'd really, I, I'd like your opinion. I, I, I had a well, I had a moral dilemma and I thought I should I should check in with Heidi because you know she's the arbiter of all all moral choices. <laughs> Thank you for recognizing Thank you. me. Yes, yes, Go you're on. welcome. You're welcome. Um, we have we have these what what's called seagrass, which is just sort of this um, like really tall bendy grass in our yard, and it's a thing that you have when you're near the ocean, and it takes very little work. But once a year, it needs to be shorn down so it can grow beautifully in the spring. And it's time for it to be cut. And the guy who was supposed to cut it was supposed to come last week. And when someone comes to cut my grass, I have to get the dog out of the house. Because as you guys know, she is a pain in the ass. And to put that more gel delicately and kindly, she has PTSD. She suffers from deep anxiety. She, has, she suffers from deep anxiety. And fear aggression. So I got to get her out of the fucking house. So last week he's, no, Tuesday he's coming. Okay, no problem. I'm going to get her out of the house. I leave early. I go to the beach. We have a lovely time at the beach. So that's, he never comes. I come back. He arrives. He arrives with the truck. He's got the, the chainsaw. He's about ready to do it. Callie goes nuts. I go out. I'm saying, well, like, this isn't going to work. I left the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I had to deal with my dog this morning. It's like, yeah, well, then maybe you shouldn't have said you'd be here by eight. Because I, right? Oh, how about Friday? So we exchange numbers. We do a text. How about Friday? Friday's great. Um, but I know that I'm meeting with you at 930. So it's like, you got to be here by eight. It's like Friday at eight. Great. See you then. I get up. I do all my stuff. I get Callie out the door. And he doesn't, I, I text him, Hey, so-and-so. 
He doesn't listen. Hey, Paul, are you coming? Uh, see you soon. Don't hear from him. That's at 7 o'clock, 7.15, 7.45. Hey, Paul, just heading out the door. Hope to see you soon. He, he doesn't text me back. This is the one of your best stories. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so when he doesn't show, I know it's such a stupid story, but when he doesn't show up, and then at 8.40, he texts me because I've now left him three or four texts, like the subtext of the text. You know, it says, hey, Paul, what's up? The subtext is, where the fuck are you, Paul? When finally at 8.40, now he's 40 minutes late, he says, oh, sorry, we'll reschedule. I start to text him back, really, Paul? Seriously? What is the disconnect here? That's what you were going to write. I had written it all. I had written it all. Really, Paul? Really, really Paul? Seriously, Paul? Yes, yes. <laughs> What's the disconnect Paul? here? What is the disconnect? Okay. I'm not sure. I don't understand why you would say yes, not once, but twice to a time and then not show up and not respond to my texts until 40 minutes after you had agreed to be here. And I look at this text and by now the text is a solid three inches long and I'm like, I, I can't, together. I can't, I can't send this. Why am I sending it? What is the point? I want to shame him. I want to shame this guy that I don't even really know. And that, that was my point. And I thought oh, yes. I did. I, yes. I will admit, I thought of Heidi, you know, there's that, what would Jesus do? And then I had a lot, I had a, I had a, what would Heidi do moment? And I, I knew, I knew that I didn't, Highest of compliments. that I didn't even have to, I didn't even have to call or text you. I knew that all I had to do was imagine the conversation was bring this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the story or go on. Yes. Imagine, imagine the conversation and you would go, no, no, you're not sending that. Why would you send that? What's the point? Why, why is it? Why, I know why it's wrong, but I want you to tell me why is it, why is it wrong to, to send it? And where, what is the, what's the deep satisfaction that I thought I would have gotten from sending it? You were angry. You're reacting. So you wanted to lash out. out your reaction. Yeah. Lash out and on him. And while you might've felt good for a second, then you probably wouldn't have felt so good about it. And what? Because he's just maybe... a guy with a chainsaw doing the best he can, right? Just doing the best he can. Just a guy with a chainsaw. <laughs> just, a, just a guy with a chainsaw doing the best that he can. That is true. Who knows what his story I is? Maybe he's incredibly irresponsible, and who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. The bottom line is he is not the only person in the world who can cut that seagrass. Yeah. And so when you are hiring someone for a job. But he, I didn't hire him. This is the thing. Up for it. He's he, he, my landlord because we rent. You're not responsible for it. I'm not deciding who's doing it. Could have led with that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys, let me just ask you, listeners, you hear how many times <laughs> she has criticized me in the middle of my story? Why is that a, it, it's, oh, that, well, first of all, when we hear this back, I want you to tell me if you're going to listen to the story going, that was, I'm going to tell this at the next dinner party. That was a good story. <laughs> if that's what's going to come out of this. <laughs> but, the, but your question is valid in that there is no reason to vomit all over someone, to lash out, because it doesn't serve you, it doesn't serve them, and it doesn't get what you want, which is your seagrass cut. Yeah. 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 Yes. I mean, you could write, write them and say, my feelings are really hurt. <laughs> 
Paul, I feel really sad. What ha- when you say you're going to come, you don't show up. I feel sad and um, negated. And so what I need from you is. I feel, I feel as if my time is unvalued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd I like to really find hard. you and strangle you. Is that a feeling? No. It is not. <laughs> it is not. Anything that starts with I feel like <laughs> is not an actual feeling. Damn it. All right. Also, I feel like you also. <laughs> I feel like you're an asshole. Is that a feeling? <laughs> not a feeling. <laughs> it's so funny, though, when people, when we talk like that and people think that that's a feeling. I feel like you're being a jerk and the way that you were talking wasn't okay. And I feel. I feel like you I should probably be you. killed because you're horrible and uh that's not a feeling why not why isn't that a feeling it's because then it's i feel sad that's a feeling yeah, let angry. me make a list of feelings let me just give you a I'm list dismissed. of feelings. sad man sad mad lonely my brother went to a therapist Jealous. that was that, that that they were allowed five feelings that's it that's all you can have yeah five and done five and out <laughs> so uh yeah so that was my morning and but yet here i am laughing about it and happy Happy to be here. Happy as a clam. <laughs> Why are clams happy? That's the question. I think it's the the op- the slit in there between the shells that makes that look looks like, like a smile. smile. I never did. I never thought that before. I just made that up. I that's my guess. Ah, I thought because their lives were so simple. There's nothing to do. And also because they're obviously very happy. <laughs> if you listen closely, you can hear them singing, and you can see them dancing. <laughs> Before they're shucked, Dancing you can see them. <laughs> I'm glad I'm a clam. Being a clam is. Swell. Or do you think there's any? Do you think there's any relationship? I doubt this, but any relationship between because people have crudely associated clams with vaginas, and vaginas are obviously obviously a source um, of happiness. Happy, yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. I think you've made the connection. <laughs> Oh God, I should have an op-ed. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Heidi, what's the what's the origin of the expression happy as a clam? Well. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> it goes back to the vagina, which we know is the source of all happiness. <laughs> Did you hear just Yeah. Here's something that's trending. I'm just gonna throw this oh, out baby. here. Guardians direct Guardians is a Guardians is a franchise. Marvel. It's a Marvel thing, yeah, with Chris Pratt. Do you know anything beyond that? I've seen the first two. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. no more than I yeah. do. I was like, I think it's Bradley a Cooper plays um, the sidekick, which is um, you know an animated raccoon. He does the voice of the raccoon. Don't know, but okay. Yeah. Noted. So a now viral tweet called for Chris Pratt to be replaced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, given his rumored political affiliation and his church's <sighs> anti-LGBTQ views. Jeez. But Gardens of the Galaxy director James Gunn shot back a firm response pew, that basically pew. said, stand down. If Chris Pratt goes, the whole thing's going and nobody will be replacing Chris Pratt. Namely, because this is all rumored. It's not even based on something that Chris, I think, is saying from what I, the cursory. The cursory dive. Lance. The, the shallow yeah, dive you've done. Very shallow mm-hmm, dive. Mm-hmm. That I think it's not based on anything real. It's his affiliation with a church, which, you know, 
listen, there are Republicans that are affiliated with Republicans and they're not well, necessarily uh, it's it's hater. It's yeah, it's first of all, I remember Chris Pratt oh, used to be person. married to Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. Woohoo! Onto the bonus yes. round in the I celebrity. Know. I can't believe I got that. Sometimes yeah. I know things. You don't even amazing. know. You don't even know. Just I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And they got divorced and they were sort of this, I thought like, oh, what a cute couple. It made me like them being together made me like both of them more for some reason. I don't know. And, and then they got divorced and he went from being sort of the goofy guy on Parks and Rec to the really lovable, slightly overweight, goofy guy on Parks and Rec to being like in Marvel movies and being kind of ripped. And then he and Anna Ferris got divorced and then he got then he got really Christian. That's, you know, and so that's all I know. That's all I know about Chris Pratt. It, it is, it, it's a weird world that we live in, I think, where if it's rumored that somebody has a, I'm not about being anti LBGTQ plus at all, but you have, wait, you're not, what's the sentence? I'm, sorry? I'm not I'm advocating not... being anti LB, LGBTQ plus. Today. I got your. I got the. I, know, I got the. Yeah, to get turning the, in L.A. Say that again. Your brother is turning in L.A. Why? You know, and he likes turning in your grave, but he's not dead, so I can't say it like that. So <laughs> just turning in L.A. He's spinning in San Francisco. Actually, if he's anywhere, he's doing a pirouette, and it's happening right, in San LA, Francisco. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's my brother, he's pirouetting <laughs> and doing a really good job. Um, However, I feel a concern. Unlike his sister who's stumbling over the acronym. Oh my God, are you kidding me? He came out in the 1970s. He doesn't know LGBTQ from um, LMNOP. No, we've had this discussion. We've had this discussion. He's like, gay kids these days. You know, he's like. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean. In his in his day, you were. I've met your brother. I've met your brother, and I cannot see him go gay kids these days. <laughs> Nobody's like when I came out. You were straight or gay or bi, and that was it. I mean, what's all this nonsense, right? <laughs> all I'm saying is this this um, climate of if you say if you feel something differently or you have a different point of view that people are outraged and they want to cancel you it's it, it feels scary to me that there's this little there's this little narrow band and way that you're allowed to think and view the world and if you're outside of that narrow band then you're a bad person that feels concerning to me so that's trending uh should, are we going to go ama or should we do johnny depp uh oh, i mean there would have what would have been a time where doing johnny depp would sound kind of <laughs> There would be a, a, a but a bump moment after it, and but not anymore, not anymore. So I'm reading a book by Patty Smith, mm-hmm. Just Kids, yeah. and on the back, the forward or the endorsement is by Johnny Depp. Oh no! And kidding. I thought, ooh, wonder how. I think that they're good friends. Mm-hmm. I think he even references her in. I think there's a reference to her in the whole trial that was going on. Really? They, that they're good friends. Wow. Anyway, Johnny Depp, go on. Well, Johnny Depp. By the way, Just Kids did come out in twenty ten, because I I, it did yeah came out in twenty ten. It's new to you, (laughs) but it's been around for about a dozen years. But um, I did hear it was really good, and because she's written more than one um, memoir, 
and I don't know if that's the first or the second one. Of course, Johnny Depp and Patti Smith are friends. It's kind of a perfect match. You know, uh, the thing about the Johnny Depp trial, I, I ended up going, doing a deep dive earlier in the week because even though it's very slow moving because the, the attorneys ask the same question over and over again and they ask it in a different way and Johnny tends to, to take his time answering and think and then he'll make a little, a little smile and then like a look to the crowd. In the end, it feels, when I get off, I feel like I've been in a bad relationship. Like oh, it's terrible. so- I have to agree. It's so uh, compelling and yet upsetting because, and I think you said this, Heidi, clearly their relationship was so toxic and not healthy. And it seems like there was drink a lot of drinking and maybe drug taking going on both sides. And so they're not interacting from a sober, conscious place and they're they were both, I mean, I don't want to, I mean, I'm, I can't help but sound like an armchair psychiatrist, which is kind of what I do on this podcast, but they're both operating from these, they were both operating from this very wounded place. And it's sort of like to try and figure this out and unravel it and figure out who was right and who was wrong. Although I guess what they're trying to figure out is if his character was defamed, I guess that's the point, but it's really, it's really, a, it's really, ah, compelling and also upsetting at the exact same time have you have you been sucked in i sucked it i got sucked in because you told me to not because you told me to but because we talked about it last week and i so i watched a bunch and it is it 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 is icky it's icky to watch i feel icky and it does suck me in and then i'm thinking it's just the same thing and it is very slow moving and i think how do people sit in court all day watching this and but also, it's just so dumb. Yeah. So, so much of it is dumb. Yeah. What is the point? What is the Talk point? Talk about not texting your my grass, grass guy, card, which obviously is important know? and has a point. Yeah, but, <laughs> not, but not your reactive text, right? Not the reactive right, one of exactly. you just spewing. Yeah. And that's what this is. So Amber maybe wasn't right to, from what I understand in my deep dive is that, unless I didn't read the right thing, in her op-ed, her initial op-ed, mm -hmm. where she talked about surviving a, a um, an abusive relationship she didn't name him and not to say that people couldn't connect the dots or yeah but still he wasn't named mm -hmm. and and so his and then and then also that they already went to court for this in london i know and he lost badly and Ooh, so that i did not know that yeah he lost they the judge said seems like you were abusive <laughs> johnny go home just go home. Yeah. <laughs> sing it. Don't sing it. Um, and so now he is this, I read a, a bunch of people commenting on this and now he's in the States and it's televised and here he is very composed, very together. I'm not I saying wouldn't say that very it's an together. act. I wouldn't say very together. Well, what I saw, he seemed, he did seem together. He seemed, he's, I don't know if he's picking his words really carefully if he's medicated and he's his brain is just moving slowly yeah i'm not with no judgment just but there is a carefulness to his words oh yes definitely he was advised mm -hmm. thoroughly advised yeah. to be careful yeah. but also the questions that the lawyer oh, asks are so God. enough already right. with the well you know you were angry there weren't you like the one where he's slamming the yeah. cabinets yeah. yes Yes, I was angry. And and he said, you were slamming the cabinets. Would you agree with that you were slamming the cabinets? Yeah, <laughs> yep, I would agree that I was slamming. I, I didn't hit her, 
but I was slamming. And why are all these recordings? Why? I know. Why do they both have all these recordings? Right. On both sides. Oh, really? Because I I don't know. I feel like the ones ones that I've heard seem to me like they're recorded by her because I hear a lot of like, so why are you doing that, Johnny? And what's made you... No, but didn't you hear the ones where she say where she says you're such a baby, Johnny? No, I didn't hear. I, I heard didn't, that one. No, I didn't really. I didn't punch you, Johnny. I just slapped you. Like this is just like a slap, and I just I all my hand was like this. I don't remember what my hand looked like, but I didn't punch you. You're such a baby. You're such a little baby. Like that kind of oh, taunting. God, and even you just quoting it gives me a feeling in my body. It's so, it's so cringy. And it's going on Nobody for days, and but people do want to see it. Apparently, a whole. I mean, are we paying for this? I mean, right. This is what we're paying for, right? I just. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know court enough. Time we pay for court. We do. Except if it's a civil. It's isn't it a civil? God, we are really going into an area that we should not. Be. You want to know who played Murray Slaughter's wife on the Mary Tyler Moore show? That I got. <laughs> <laughs> We all have our strengths. Yes, we do. We, we do. We all have our strengths. We do. Yeah, it is hard to watch. But also, I think the short story that we're both trying to make is that sometimes people get carried away in a relationship. I'm not saying, I'm not condoning abuse, no. obviously. Mm-hmm. But there are times where the relationship can get abusive both ways, especially when there are inebriants involved. Yeah. And, and unresolved stuff, or maybe that relationship is bringing out stuff your history yeah there and both of them come from abusive backgrounds absolutely yeah and that's that's home lives right i don't know her story but but i do know that they that johnny has testified about and growing up with and physical abuse so has she yeah saying the same so they were perfect little you know toxic environment so they were drawn to each other because they were both right. wounded and, and wounded their stuff out. They're right. Wounded in similar ways. Yeah. Drawn to each right. other because they're wounded in similar and they're, they were each other's puzzle pieces as fucked up and as unfortunate as that is. I wouldn't even say puzzle piece, maybe just a familiar piece. Like, Oh, you look like you're the same color as me. Let's yeah. hang out. Yeah. And then it turns out that they don't fit. Mm. Ooh. Right. Right. And th- thankfully they got out of that relationship, but now this display is nobody really learning from a situation because they keep going back in to fight, but now it's a public fight. Right. And to try to figure out who was right and who was wrong. Um, who, that th- she was just as abusive and maybe she was. And so, and now she has to pay him all this money. I mean, I don't, it, Theoretically, I mean, if she loses, if she loses, I don't know. It's just the bigger pieces. You both need help. Yeah, get some help. Have you some bo- compassion right. for the other one, mm-hmm. and let's move on and right. stop. Go stop girl. airing your dirty laundry in public. <laughs> stop airing dirty laundry. Nobody wants to hear dirty laundry. Nobody wants to see it, smell it, look at it. Nothing. We don't want. To, we don't want to go on the YouTube and watch that. We want to watch puppies on the YouTube. <laughs> Um, I don't, for the record, let the record show. Let the record show that Heidi uh, does not does like not puppies. Does not want to watch the puppies. She doesn't like puppies. I love puppies. She... I just don't. I have other things to do with my life than watch them on social media. Uh, let's talk about Twitter, babe. And I don't mean Elon Musk because we don't want to go down that road. How did your AMA go? We'll talk about Elon. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> She's uh, a lot of singing today. Go. The AMA that I did was, what does leaving your comfort zone look like to you? Mm-hmm. Moving, saying no, leaving a relationship or a job, changing your heart, 
Change your hairstyle. (laughs) (laughs) Trusting someone. Do you need to leave your comfort zone in order to grow? And? Do you? Well. I kind of think you do. Well, no, not his. I guess there's a bunch. I suppose there's a bunch of ways to grow, but I do think that leaving your comfort zone is absolutely one of them. How about you could grow if you recognize that you're stuck in a comfort zone and you're not expanding, and then that's growth before you right, do right. it, but then you go out and do right. it. Right, because right, the awareness, the recognition is growth. Maybe the question is, in what ways would you grow if you're in your comfort zone? Is it possible? I mean, I guess one could argue. To grow without leaving your comfort zone. Well, first of all, let's define comfort zone. But so if comfort zone, I was just, what, I, what just popped into my mind, I don't know why it was Hemingway, right? I mean, hello. But thinking about this guy without going into the depths of Hemingway, who was a writer and his his comfort was alcohol and living down in the Keys and writing and being a little bit debaucherous, right? And also a little bit, let's just say debaucherous, lonely or um, lonely, right? So he lives in a, a bit of a solid the word solitudinal life solitudinal <laughs> solitary i believe is where we were going solitudinal life. uh minus his relationships um, but anyway but every time he writes a book right isn't there something every time he wrote a book every time anybody writes something even if they never leave their room aren't they growing in some way isn't there some sort of stretch within the comfort zone of staying and if you stay in your four walls and you're writing, 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 aren't you still not creating movement? Not necessarily. No, because he, I mean, are you growing as a writer? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe if you're just staying in your own little comfort zone, you're not. I think the growing as the writer happens when you do something. I guess I was assuming you got published in the story. Yeah. Right. If you're in your house well, writing and putting but, it out. But if we're going to go back to world. Hemingway, which is interesting that, that this is where we're going, because I and I, I read about him recently because I talk about him when I teach and he, because he's such a good example, I think, of the tortured artist because he killed himself, um, shot himself, in fact, and and in the end of his life could was very was way beyond past um, a deadline that he had was supposed to be writing an article for a magazine and ended up being 70,000 words. Um, so he, he was not getting better as a writer. Be, and I think this is my, again, armchair psychiatrist because of his alcoholism was getting worse and his, um, his solitudinalness was increasing that he wasn't growing. He was contracting almost. I'm not going to leave. I'm here down here. I'm down here in the keys. I'm down here. Um, and I think he had actually gone and gone to one of those in those days, they called it a dry out place. So he had a period of sobriety and then he started drinking again. Um, so I don't think he was growing. I think he was bumping up against his alcoholism, which was keeping him stuck. Okay. Well, alcoholism isn't going to let you grow. So active. Right. Alcoholism. Active alcoholism. Right. Okay. right. Fine. Fair. Fair response. But he was an active alcoholic, so therefore it was difficult for him to grow. But I was, I no, I'm with you on that, yeah. right? A hundred percent. Okay. So whatever about that business. <laughs> Let's see what people had to say. At Stink Shovel wrote, 
stink shovel. Uh. I like to wallow in my comfort zone, slow and steady. <laughs> like I'm digging my comfort zone, not getting out of it, basically. That's what they're saying. I'm comfortable. Why would I get out? So there a conversation ensued between at Stink Shovel and at Mark Shaw 16, uh -huh. who wrote, but you ever exceed the amount of time you typically spend in the zone? Push the envelope. And at Stink Shovel wrote, no, every day on this side of the horizon is my comfort zone. I'm just happy to be here. I can't push the envelope right now. I have to work tomorrow morning. <laughs> Wink, thumbs up. And then at Mark Shaw 16 wrote, Interviewer, Mr. Burns, how do you feel about turning 95? George Burns, considering the alternative, I feel pretty good. <laughs> and that, my friend, is all she wrote. <laughs> Welcome to the musical, to What If Nothing's Wrong, the musical. <laughs> Choreographed by Twyla Tharp, music by Billy Joel. Um, okay, so at Fire and Light, oh. Fire and light. Fire and light. Got it. Fire and light. 68. Saying yes to a relationship. Yeah. That is, that is, I mean, hopefully that's going outside your comfort zone because you're making yourself vulnerable and you're being willing to, you know, be there for someone else. And so at Mark underscore Groovin wrote, I'm not leaving my bathroom just to grow. Grow what? My personality? <laughs> Way too comfortable in here, and my conversations echo back just like I'm talking to a real person. <laughs> well, I guess we got to the bottom of that. So his comfort zone is right there in the bathroom. And now that you have, you know, you got a laptop, you got Zoom, you got, you know, you've got um, Grubhub, StubHub. What's the one where you they deliver to your, it's not Stub? All of it. All of it. Grubhub. Grubhub. You got Grubhub. Why do you, you don't even, he doesn't even leave his bathroom. Now that's, that's a, I think it was a joke. Honey, I got that. I got that. I'm riffing. Are you familiar with that verb to riff? Does, does the, <laughs> the riffing qualifier have to be that it's good riffing? Oh, or? I am so no. just turning off. Just okay. Curious. Guys, for the rest of the, today's episode, it's just going to be Heidi. She's going to be Heidi, Heidi talking to herself. <laughs> Okay. All right, guys. Rate, review, and subscribe. Bye-bye. So people, here are some things that people, what leaving their comfort zone looks like. Expressing how you feel. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's a big one. Oh, should we do a top 10 like we did last week? Yeah, for I like that. Top 10 ways you can leave your comfort zone. Okay. Expressing how you feel and not being afraid that it's, and not being afraid that it's simple, that it's a confrontation, but that you're actually just communicating your feelings. I don't think we need to, I don't think we need to the, the caveat. I think just expressing how you feel, no? Yeah, I just wanted to elaborate on it a little bit. It's called riffing. <laughs> Are we both going to have to take like a riffing 101 class? <laughs> An online riffing 101 class. <laughs> <laughs> okay number two go we're gonna ping pong this take it number two <laughs> um i'm gonna say changing your hairstyle because i cannot seem to do it like i'm <laughs> me either i've had this head of hair my whole life i every time i'm just saying changing my hairstyle my palms are sweating i cannot i've tried 
I can't do it. I cannot do it. This when I was younger, I wanted to sh- make it short like you have mm-hmm. or shave it because I was hanging out with a lot of people who shaved their heads and I could not. There wasn't a chance. Yeah, gun to your head. Heidi, yeah. shave your head. Well, no, forget gun it. Gun to my head. That, that's a different story. <laughs> Nobody ever did that. I don't know why. But that never is. You happened. were in that pretty rough punk crowd. It could have happened. Uh, okay, that's okay, your um, turn. Ping pong. Moving. Moving. Picking no, up and moving to another country. And moving. Not just to another state or to another, another city. To another country. Even if it's just for a minute, even if it's for a year, right? Just picking up and moving. I think that is heaven and great and wonderful because, you know, there are those people that grew up where they grew up and they still live there. And, and not that that's bad. I'm not judging that. I'm just saying it's a diff, it's a, it's a different choice. And um, most of the people I grew up with still lived in that neighborhood. They didn't move across country to New York City, which, by the way, it didn't feel like I was stepping out of my comfort zone. It just felt like, of course, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I need to do. Which is, and that's fun. I mean, right. So you, right. That's interesting. The distinction between doing something, even if it's moving or communicating your feelings and it feels comfortable right. at that point. Right. Other people Versus can change the their hair easily. You really have to stretch it and say, I'm going to do it. And then you take that plunge. People who jump off the, jump off a cliff without thinking about it and those that stand on the precipice going, uh, mm, will I, could I, I, should I, I? somebody mm. push me, do it, <laughs> do it while I'm sleeping, cut my hair off. <laughs> I can see you waking up because it's not easy to give a good haircut while someone's sleeping. <laughs> no, but waking up and thinking, God, my head feels so much lighter. What, what happened there? Okay. Moving. That's so I think you've, You've, you've hit the ball back over to my court. Creating a boundary? Is that separate from expressing your feelings or is that is that a sub? No, I'll do it. Okay, express I accept. <laughs> I accept. Creating a boundary. When you come from a boundaryless existence or home and having to, learning how to do that is really hard. And it's a practice, just like all these other things, except for cutting your hair. That's not really a practice. But the other ones, learning how to communicate, setting a boundary. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Your turn. Okay. So going off of setting boundaries and the other one is, oh, being able to, I guess that's boundary. Um, oh, damn it. Leaving a relationship. Leaving a relationship. Yeah. Because even if there were, that's a good one. Because even if the relationship is screwy Malooey, uh, we screwy Malooey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a screwy Malooey relationship, listen up. <laughs> it feels comfortable, even if it feels shitty, because it's familiar. So you just stay screwy Malooey. <laughs> gonna be the tagline for this podcast <laughs> screwy maloui step right up <laughs> all right um trusting someone that's a good one hey you just did two in a row i think it was my turn 
Damn it. What? Oh, yay. Yay. What the heck? It's on you. Two you're up to. <laughs> Trusting. Sorry, with your screw Malui, I thought you had gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, because you weren't paying attention. Apparently. Apparently. I, I was on the edge of my seat with screwing Malui. <laughs> Okay, now the pressure's on. I have to come up with, okay, leaving your comfort zone. Ah, trying something new. Like, I don't know. I, I was going to say, you know, like going to Mong- a Mongolian restaurant, but that feels, sounds really lame. But um, Not for someone who would never eat that. Yeah. So, yeah, trying something new. There's some people that are just steak and potatoes oh, kind of people, yeah. right? Yeah. So they eat the blandest of foods. So taking them somewhere like Mongolian. Yeah. Not just Chinese, but Mongolian. Yeah. Which by the way is delicious. Mm -hmm. You've probably had a lot of Mongolian. They have a lot of Mongolian um, restaurants in San Francisco. I have had Mongolian, but I wouldn't. Or maybe I just went to the two Mongolian restaurants. I wouldn't quantify it by saying a lot. (laughs) All right. Maybe they only have two and I happen to go to those two in one three day span. All right. You're on. No, you had two. Oh, I get to do two. What number are we at? That's seven. We got seven. Um, number eight, folks. Number eight. <laughs> Leaving your comfort zone would be adopting a new behavior. Like, here's what came up for me. <laughs> Listening versus talking. Like, if you're a talker, like, what if I just listened? What if I just... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Resisted the urge to fill a, to fill a, a quiet gap. Right. And if you're okay. the quiet one, you know, uh, starting a conversation. So doing a, a new behavior, um, out of your comfort zone. Is this too similar to say for number eight? That, that was number eight. For number nine, <laughs> learning how not to fix it. It's kind of similar because it is about listening rather than talking, but when somebody comes to you with their heart and their feelings, those of us who want to fix it and make them feel better, take a step back and say, how can I help? What can I do for you? What do you need? Or just listening. I think it's kind of the same because it's just a new behavior. (laughs) All right. Leaving a job. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. And similar to leaving a relationship because it's, even if it's, even if it's, even if it's another, if even it's a screwy Malouie job, you're comfortable there because you know this, you know, your asshole boss, you, you, you know, you're, you're getting paid, you're getting paid. You're used to the shitty coffee. You know, you go to that same salad place down the street, whatever. And it's, it's a known entity versus the new job is a no unknown entity or go, 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 Heidi, go. I'm with you on all of that. What about practicing self-love? It is so difficult to treat yourself with, for some people to treat themselves with kindness and be able to say, to look at themselves in the mirror and say, you look good today, or I feel pretty, or- I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm crazy about you. It is very difficult for some people to do that and it makes them cringe and feel uncomfortable. And so practicing- Looking at yourself and saying, I love you, you're perfect as you are, makes people want to throw up in their wastebaskets. Absolutely. And I will say, as a person who looks into the mirror and does affirmations every day, that, and used to 
what roll my eyes at that shit. Even though I knew, I knew in my heart that it was a good thing. I was like, not for me. Thank you very much. Sort of like, you know, I don't know, <laughs> food that I would never eat, like um, urchin roe. Like, not for me. You want to enjoy that urchin roe? Good for you. That's how I felt about that self-love stuff. And now that I do it and do it on a regular basis, sometimes I spontaneously, after I've done my affirmations about I'm so happy and grateful now that I get up early every morning and plan my day, whatever I do. I look in the mirror and I go, I love you so much. And I, it's spontaneous. <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing. I, Julie, She's no, laughing. I'm not laughing at you at all, at all. <laughs> I just had this image of you doing that in the mirror and your reflection going back going, and I love you. <laughs> It's funny because she does. She goes right, she, right. She, you know, she says it right at the exact same time. So I feel, wow. I'm like, yeah, it's mutual. It's mutual. I trust it. We are I trust in, it. A, <laughs> in a, um, what's the word? Reflective relationship that it is. Symbiotic? No. Okay, fine. Take it. Anyway, do you have, that was do you 10. Have, do you have an, that was that 10. We, had, we got 10. It was? Yeah. Ugh. We got expressing how you feel. Changing your hairstyle, <laughs> that's fine. Moving, creating a boundary, leaving a relationship, trusting someone, eating Mongolian, meaning eating out of your comfort zone, um, a new behavior, leaving a job, practicing self-love. It's a good list. I think it's a good list. I like it. Yeah. I think we're going we're to continue doing our top 10s. I like it. I do too. So, um... Did you get any 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 other good ones on the old AMA, or is this the is this a good way to wrap it up? All right, it's a great way to wrap it up. So, as as we like to say every week, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, because because I just started, what if nothing's, what if nothing's wrong? wrong? What if nothing's what wrong? If nothing's wrong. <laughs> as I said earlier, this is what if nothing's wrong. The musical. Music and lyrics by Heidi El Haddad. See you next week. If you have any questions, send them to us. What if nothing's wrong at gmail.com. Or reach me, DM me on Twitter. Twitter. Freaks are weird and your kids hallucinating Find your joy, find your joy When you stick your dick and scare me when your dog likes chipping